Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapters 10 and 11 of Breaking Dawn. Oh, okay, so these are titled, Why Didn't I Just Walk Away? Oh, right, Because I'm an Idiot. Full stop. <laughs> the other one is, The Two Things at the Very Top of My Things I Never Want to Do list. So she's really committing to the chapter titles made out of sentences, full sentences. And like that, that chapter 10 one. Why didn't I just walk away? Question mark. Oh, right. Comma. Because I'm an idiot. Full stop. Like we're just getting all the punctuation, which is so interesting because I'm looking at the chapter list and that's the only one that ever gets a full stop. Oh, wait, no. Oh, chapter 17 is going to have a few stops. And so is chapter 18. But 8, 9, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. No full stop. So why does this one get a full stop? And for you Americans, uh, yeah, we call periods full stops in Australia. So the more you know. Okay, so where we left off, honestly, I've blocked a lot of it out because I didn't quite enjoy Jacob's POV, but I do seem to recall him being jealous of someone imprinting on a baby. That's right. He was at the beach with Quill and Quill was just love eyes fawning over a two-year-old. And Jacob's like, God, I'm jealous of his certainty in life. And it's like, I wouldn't be jealous of the pedophile. That's just me but it was a nice dose of foreshadowing for his own little predicament that's coming up. So let's get into the first of these two chapters. Again, it's called, why didn't I just walk away? Oh, right, because I'm an idiot, full stop. And as if we need reminding that Jacob's an idiot, like we all been knew that, Steph, but thanks for the reminder. So Jacob has just had his chat with Edward where Edward pretty much wanted to put Jacob out to stud. He wanted Jacob to impregnate Bella or promise to impregnate Bella to allow Bella to abort the demon spawn that's within her at the moment. And Jacob's walking back to the house, to the Cullen's house thinking, this is never going to fucking happen. He's like, I can assure you this isn't going to happen. And he's pretty much thinking while walking back to the house, like, oh my God, Edward's such an idiot if he thinks Bella will listen to this, which is funny because Edward can hear everything that Jacob's thinking, which is just great. So they get back into the house where all the other vampires are just lingering about. And Edward's like, guys, let's just let Bella and Jacob have a little chat. And Rosalie says, over my pile of ashes. (sighs) I th- okay, let's unpack that. So I think Steph's trying to be funny. She's trying to make it vampire-esque. Instead of saying over my dead body, you could just say over my pile of ashes. And yet 
Rosalie doesn't have the best sense of humor, does she? She's probably the most self-serious Cullen. And in this instance as well, she's like definitely not gonna be cracking a joke. She's not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's not Sarah Michelle Geller trade and quips. She's not Iron Man in the middle of a battle cracking funnies. Like, no, no, Rosalie, you're not Tony Stark. I do not see her making jokes at a time like this. And the joke being over my pile of ashes, like, okay. All right. So to kill a vampire properly, you have to dismember them and then burn those body parts. So I, I guess it's a pile of ashes, but you could just still say dead body. It didn't need translating. It's not like other vampires, like again, Buffy, where you get staked and then you turn to ash. In Twilight's world, there's a lot of steps in the process to actually kill a vampire. So it's not just a pile of ashes, you know what I mean? She could have easily just still said over my dead body. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then Bella's like, it's fine, Rose. Rose, it's fine. I need to talk to Jake. And Rosalie's like, nah, this could be a trick. And Bella's like, nah, it's not. It's my Jake. And Edward's like, oh my God, Rosalie, like Carlisle and I will always be in your sight. Okay. So just like chill. And Edward says, we're the ones that she's afraid of anyway. And then Bella, oh my God, Bella doesn't want to hurt Edward's feelings. So she's like, no, Edward, don't think that. Don't think that. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not scared of you, Edward. It's a whole big thing. Bella Swan is Little Miss wants a cake and eats it too. Like she is adamant to tear this family apart, to have <laughs> Rosalie want to kill Edward. Carlisle and Esme, a, a long-standing marriage are on opposing sides. She's being so divisive, but she's also worried that she's hurting their feelings. And it's like, you can't enlist someone to be your bodyguard against your husband and then also be upset when he thinks that you don't trust him. <laughs> like, yeah, because you got a bodyguard in. His sister, no less. I mean, of course he's going to be a little upset by that, Bells. And Jacob's roll on his eyes being like, oh my God, she's worried about hurting his feelings. He goes, ugh, it's sickening. She's beating herself up for hurting his feelings. The girl was a classic martyr. She'd totally been born in the wrong century. She should have lived back when she could have gotten herself fed to some lions for a good cause. Okay, I don't think Jacob has a very strong grasp on history because, you know, martyrs, can still exist in today's day and age, but he thinks that, you know, that's all from centuries ago. And I don't know what, what good cause he was expecting to come out of her being fed to lions. Like he he for some reason thinks that that would have been a a net positive. Yeah, it's great for the lions, but I don't see the positive for anyone else, but she's a, she's a martyr. I don't understand. And so then we get a few more paragraphs of everyone deciding whether or not they can let Jacob and Bella be alone in the room. And then finally they all leave. And so Jake says, Bells, not gonna lie to you, babe, you look hideous. (laughs) And and she's like, yeah. And he says, yeah, you look like thing from the swamp scary. It's like, okay, well, I mean, Jacob, there's being honest and there's being honest. Like you, you summed it up quite well when you said she looked hideous. You didn't need to then add to it and say she looks like thing from the swamp scary. (laughs) But Bella laughs. She's like, oh no, you got me there. And then she's like, oh, it's nice to smile again, Jake. As if she's not smiled in weeks and weeks and weeks. She's been pregnant for like two weeks. She's acting like it's been six years, but she's like, oh, it's been good to smile. I haven't been happy since two weeks ago at my wedding and my honeymoon, but okay. And she's like, I don't know how much more drama I can stand, Jake. And he's like rolling his eyes being like, you're the drama magnet, babe. And she's like, oh no, I bring it on myself. 
And he's like, yeah, you do actually. What the hell were you thinking? And she's like, what are you yelling at me for? Did Edward tell you to yell at me? And he goes, no, he told me to talk to you, but you're not going to listen to me. You've never listened to me. And as much as Jacob's a big dummy, I mean, it says in the chapter title, oh, right, because I'm an idiot. As much as he's an idiot, he's got a good read on Bella. He knew going into this that she would never listen to him. And yes, she won't. And Jacob's about to say, I told you so. And she says, "Uh, did you know that I told you so has a brother, Jacob? His name is shut the hell up. Okay, pause for laughter on that one. All right, okay, have we all recovered? Have we all got a cramp from laughing so hard at that great joke? And then it says, we didn't talk for a minute. So they're just sitting there in silence. (laughs) You've got no questions, Jacob? (laughs) And then she's like, okay, well, if he really asked you to talk to me and you knew that I wouldn't listen, then why are you trying? And he's like, I don't know. And she says, don't worry, it'll work out, you know, I believe that. As in the pregnancy to the demon spawn, it'll all work out. And Jacob's looking at her being like, you're on death's door, sweetie. There's no way you're getting out of this alive. She says, I'm not saying things will work out easily, Jake, but how could I have lived through all that I've lived through? It's been a year. Like, honestly, when you look at the timeline, it's been a year. She fell in love with a vampire. A couple of vampires tried to kill her. She took a trip to Italy. She got married. She got knocked up. But she's like, oh, everything I've been through, everything I've been through. She says, after everything I've been through, of course I believe in magic. (laughs) How could I not believe in magic by this point? And he's like, magic, what are you talking about? She's like, of course, magic, Jake. You're magic. There's magic all around. Magic horror characters, Bella. Magic beasts from the supernatural out to kill human beings. We're not talking fun fairies. We're not talking like X-Men or telepaths or something. We're talking like blood-sucking vampires and werewolves. And she's like, this is magical around. So of course I'll be protected. It's like, oh, what? You think your human body is going to be magically okay with your half human, half devil child? And like, yes, 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 I know. It actually all does work out in the end. But really... If you're in this point in time, listening to Bella talk, would you be like, I get fucked? Because I would be like, get fucked. And he's like, what are you talking about magic? And she says, you're imprinting thing. Edward told me what it's like. It's like Midsummer Night's Dream. It's like magic. She says, you'll find who you're really looking for, Jacob. And then maybe all of this will make sense. And it's like, what? Why have you got to bring the fact that he's single into this? She's doing that smug couple thing where it's like, they're relating everything to that person being single. You know, have you ever been single and you talk to your friends who are in relationships and you're like talking about anything and they're like, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. You'll find someone. It's like, find someone. I was, I was talking about something else. I was talking about rent. Like I was talking about going to dinner. I wasn't, I wasn't talking about dying alone. And they're like, don't worry. It'll happen when it happens. And now she's doing that to him. And he's like, bitch, I was talking about your insides being torn to shreds by a vampire baby. What, what do you, what do you mean imprinting? Why are you talking about me? I'm going to find someone. Leave me out of it. I actually don't know what Bella's thinking. I think Bella's still thinking like, oh, poor Jake, he's getting rejected by me. And it's like, we're we're past that. We're we're at the point where everyone thinks you're going to die in a second. And Jacob doesn't take kindly to it because he was bitching about imprinting. He doesn't want to imprint, but then also he was jealous of people who have imprinted. So he's a bit confused on the whole imprinting matter. And he says, if you think that imprinting could ever make sense of this insanity, Do you really think that just because I might someday imprint on some stranger, it might make this right? And he he points a finger at her belly. 
And he's like, well, what was the point then, Bella? What was the point of me loving you? What was the point of you loving him when you're gonna die? What's the point to all of that pain? Mine, yours, his. You'll kill him too, by the way. Like, you know that. Because Edward's got that weird suicide pact where if Bella dies, he has to die. It's a whole big thing. Just flip back to New Moon if you need a refresher on that one. And Jacob doesn't actually share that he's agreed to kill Edward once Bella dies. He leaves that out, which, you know, fair enough. So he's like, where's the sense, Bells? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know yet, Jake, but I just feel, I just feel deep down that this is all going somewhere good, somewhere positive. I guess you could call it faith. And, and Jacob's like, oh my God, this bitch. And she says, I am not going to die. I will keep my heart beating. I'm strong enough for that. What? How do, wh- where is she getting that from? I will keep my heart beating. Like that's, like that's something you can will. I wonder if everyone out there who's ever had a heart attack knew that they could just try not having a heart attack. Like, what is she saying? And she's strong enough to keep her heart beating? Strong enough? She faints when she sees blood. She, she faints when she smells blood. She, she faints just thinking about blood. Except for that one time in New Moon when she actually did bleed and she was fine. I'm, I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough to keep my heart beating. What? And Jacob says, that's a load of crap, Bella. God, I'm on his side on this. He's talking sense. He's like, how can you be strong enough like, to have a demon baby? Like what? And she's like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And he's like, okay, well, what's your plan then? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> she says, well, Esme jumped off of a cliff when she was human. She goes, did you know Esme jumped off a cliff when she was human? And it's like, okay, I don't think that's your story to tell. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if Esme would care for you sharing her suicide attempt to, to her enemy werewolf, Jacob. Like, but Bella's just yet revealing that. And Jacob's like, so? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, but she was strong enough to keep her heart beating. Like what? She says her heart was still beating when Carlisle found her. And he's like, oh my God. He says, that's what it is. You're not planning on surviving this as a human. And she goes, no, I'm not stupid. <laughs> yes, you are. And he's like, okay, so it's emergency vampirization. And she goes, yep, it worked for Esme, it worked for Emmett, worked for Rosalie, worked for Edward. None of them were in good shape. Carlisle only changed them because it was life or death. And, you know, he, he doesn't end lives, he saves them. And Jacob's like, oh, that's, that's a good point. I do think Carlisle's a good guy. <laughs> he was ready to kill him like two chapters ago. Now he's like, yeah, nice guy, nice guy making vampires. Like you hate vampires, Jacob, what's going on? And Jacob's like, oh my God, could you just try living perhaps? Like, have you ever thought about living? (laughs) And she's like, nah. And she's like, look, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to kill him as she's holding her belly. And Jacob's like, oh, him, hey, I didn't hear the the good news. So it's a boy. That's great. I should have brought some blue balloons because, you know, blue has a gender, apparently. This whole pink for girls, blue for boys crap. I just, can we stop ramming? gender expectations and gender stereotyping down kids' throats. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's another conversation. And she's all like embarrassed because, well, she doesn't actually know that it's a boy. She just assumes that it's a boy. So she's calling it a boy. She says the ultrasound wouldn't work because the membrane around the baby was too hard like their skin. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't, didn't, I don't really know how ultrasounds work, but okay. I'll just say that that makes sense. Sure. She goes, he's a little mystery, but I always see a boy in my head. Because you're fucked, mate. It's because you're fucked. 
And Jacob says, it's not some pretty baby in there, Bella. And she goes, we'll see, all smug. And he's like, no, no, you won't actually. That's my point, you're gonna die. And she's like, we'll see. (laughs) I don't know where she's getting this confidence from. I think it's the little baby projecting their little baby powers into her or something. Little baby RuneScape is in there doing the most. And so then after a little bit of, I don't know, crying or whatever, Jacob's like, well, what's going on? I still don't understand it. You've never wanted a kid before. You wanted to become a vampire so bad, but now you're all about having a kid. Like what changed? And she's like, oh, it's this crazy thing. I never thought I wanted children until I was going to have a child. So I was like, that's crazy, right? And he's like, it's a killer. It's killing you right now. And she's like, nah, it's fine. I'm just weak and human, but I'll, I'll tough it out. I'll tough it out. Don't you worry. And he's like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. And he's looking at her and he sees like her bruised body because I guess the baby's kicking the shit out of her. And he goes, look, Bella, like, what if this wasn't like a one shot deal? Like, what if maybe you stayed alive and got pregnant again and you can just, you know, get, get pregnant again? Which is the dumb logic that Edward was trying to push on Jacob and tell Jacob to tell her last chapter. And he started this chapter being like, I'm not going to bring that up. That's so stupid. But he's trying it. And she's like, oh, my God, as if. She goes, please, you think I should kill my baby and replace it with some generic substitute with artificial insemination? And she's getting all mad. And he's thinking, no one said anything about artificial insemination. (laughs) Strangely, that thought never occurred to Jacob. (laughs) And she goes, ew, why would I want to have some stranger's baby? Which, okay, is very offensive to anyone reading this who has gone through like a fertility journey and actually like done IVF. But okay, yep. So hopefully that that doesn't trigger anyone or make anyone feel bad hearing that. But just remember, it's Bella, Bella saying this and Bella's an idiot. And Jacob's like, well, what if it's, what if it's not a stranger's baby? And she's like, what? No. What do you mean by that? Did he tell you to say that? And Jacob's like, ah, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. And Bella's like, oh my God, that Edward. Oh, he'd do anything for me. But like, really? As if I'd trade this for some stranger's baby. And then she's like, wait a minute. What exactly did Edward say to you? And he's like, nothing. And she just presses him to say, and then he's like, all right, well, he's going crazy. I mean, and then she sort of figures out being like, oh, Edward was going to get Jacob to knock me up. And she's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But she's like, ultimately like shoots it down because she's like, no, I can't hurt him, the baby, any more than I could pick up a gun and shoot you. I love him. And he's like, oh my God, can you stop loving things that are going to kill you? And so then Jacob's like, all right, well, I tried. I gotta go. I'm getting out of here. And she's like, okay, well, would you come visit again? And he's like, what? Like, no, I, I don't want to sit here and watch you die, idiot. And she's like, yeah, okay, well, that's a good point. All right, bye. So Jacob walks out. He doesn't say goodbye to any of the Cullens. He strips down, ties up his jorts around his ankle, and then he turns into a wolf. And then as soon as he does so, the hive mind of the pack are like, holy shit. <laughs> They're all seeing what Jacob just went through, that whole conversation. And they're all like, oh shit, like a vampire baby. They're all thinking, didn't see that coming, to quote Jacob Black. So they all meet up in a clearing just outside of La Push. And they're all going like, what the hell? What's happening? This is dangerous. This isn't safe. This is an abomination. It's unnatural. We can't allow it. The treaty doesn't cover this. This is going to put everyone in danger. The Cullens fear it as well, but they're not going to do anything about it. They're going to protect Bella. We can't let that influence us. We need to protect the safety of our families and the tribe. We have to kill it before it's too late. The thing's growing fast. There's no time to waste. There's going to be a fight. We're ready to fight. So, I mean, they're all activated. Remember, because 
they were just saying to Jacob, because Jacob was like, let's go kill them. <laughs> and now Jacob's changed his mind and the rest of the pack are like, let's kill them. But now they're all like, holy shit, this is a big deal. A vampire baby, like we, we need to nip that in the bud. And Jacob doesn't get it. So he's done a turnaround as well. Now that Bella's still alive, I guess. He's like, what, what are you guys thinking? You wouldn't attack them for breaking the treaty this afternoon. Now you're planning an ambush while the treaty's still intact. Like that doesn't make sense. And so Sam is talking to them still wolf telepathically. He says, this isn't something our treaty anticipated. There is a danger to every human in the area. We don't know what kind of creature the Cullens have bred, but we know that it is strong and fast growing and it will be too young to follow any treaty. I mean, yeah, great points. But then he says, remember the newborn vampires we fought? They were wild, violent, beyond the reach of reason or restraint. Imagine one like that, but protected by the Cullens. And it's like, yeah, that would have been Bella. They're all fine with Bella getting killed and turned into a vampire. But like, does that same logic not apply to Bella? a newborn vampire protected by the Cullens. And now they're like, oh, it's a whole new ball game. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, it is. But also your logic before to not fight them and say that the treaty doesn't matter, like that didn't, that didn't make sense. Anyway, so they're all talking about whether or not they kill the baby. And in that same breath, like Bella and Jacob's all resisting it. He's like, no, 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 we can't do this. We can't do this. Bella's human too. Shouldn't we be protecting her? And they're like, nah, (laughs) they're like, she gets what she gets. And Sam's like, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. We will all mourn her death. But like, you know, she's got, she's got a little killer inside of her. So it's like, them's the breaks. And so Seth, he's also being like, guys, we can't do it. We love the Cullens. And Sam's like, shut up, Seth. And because Sam's the alpha, he has to listen to him. And then Sam's also saying, we need the whole pack for this, Jacob. You need to be on board. You're our strongest fighter. You need to take down Emmett and Jasper with Quill and Embry. So they're all planning it tonight. And Sam's saying to Jacob, like, you need to be on board. And he's using his alpha voice, which Jacob's like feeling. His knees are trembling from the weight of the alpha voice, but he's still not happy with it. So he's pushing back. And Sam had never pushed this authority on Jacob as much before. But at the same time, Jacob's thinking about the Cullens and he's thinking how he doesn't want them to die all of a sudden. He's just completely changed his mind. He now thinks Carlisle Cullen's just the greatest guy that's ever lived. And yeah, he's just completely changed from what, a few hours ago? Just a complete 180. And he's thinking it's wrong. It's wrong. I don't want to kill them. And I don't want to kill Bella. That'll feel like killing myself. And Sam's ordering him. He's saying, pull your shit together, Jacob. The tribe comes first. And then he says, nah. Well, he thinks, nah. And so Jacob pushes back against that like werewolf connection that they all have. And Sam, he's like, I said, yes. And, and Jacob's like, nah. <laughs> but Sam says to him, this is why you exist. You will perform this obligation and pushes him down, I guess, metaphorically, but also phorically. <laughs> his legs collapse and he's on his belly under him. So he's been, he's been pushed down by the weight of his words. Let's, let's say that. I don't know why I said phorically, like that's, like that's a thing. Anyway, it, that chapter ends with him saying no member of the pack could refuse the alpha, which, okay, it's going to happen immediately after. So that, that's about to happen in this next chapter. The two things at the very top of my things I never want to do list, which is interesting because they don't actually specify what those two things are, but I, I guess we'll just figure it out along the way. Let's, let's see if we can figure that out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Sam's rallying the pack. Jacob can feel the rest of the pack being like fearful, but also like kind of excited for a fight, but worried that some will die. They're all amping themselves up for it. And the plan is for Jacob, Quill, and Embry to get Emmett and Jasper. And then Sam's ordering like the others to pair up against this one, pair up against that one. And then he's sort of like, and whoever's around, Bella can kill Bella. Just whoever gets to her first, like just do us a solid and take her out for us. Thank you. And so then Leah, she's also thinking like to plan the attack, but she also wants to protect her brother, Seth. And Jacob says, there was a maternal edge to her feelings for her younger brother. Like why maternal? Like she's the sister. <laughs> Why is it not a sisterly edge to her feelings? Why is it maternal? Like, I don't, maybe Jacob doesn't know the word maternal. Maybe Jacob doesn't know the, what the word maternal means. Just like, I don't know what metaphorical means apparently. So, um, yep, that's all happening. Jacob's still a scatterbrain and everyone else is like, Jake, get your head in the game. You got to get your, get your, get your, get your head in the game. Amber says, Jake, keep your head in the game. <laughs> so yeah, they're all like, Jacob, stop, stop resisting. Don't fight it. The alpha has ordered it. But then Jacob's thinking, but what if the alpha's wrong? He thinks, yes, there's a good reason for an alpha's authority. Every pack is as strong as the leader. But what if he's wrong? There's nothing any one of us can do. No one can dispute his decision. And then he's like, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. And there it was a thought he'd never, never wanted to have. Okay, that's one of the things. That's thing one at the top of his things I never want to do list. Except if you've written a never want to do list, that implies that you've thought about it. But now he's saying he's never, never, ever actually thought about it. Okay. So 
He's starting to think he could dispute the Alpha's decision because I don't know, his granddad was the leader or something. So that makes him the leader, but Sam phased first and, and Jake never wanted the leadership position. I don't know, there's some bullshit excuse. And so as soon as he had that thought that he was not born to kneel to Sam, the bonds fell off his body the second that he embraced his birthright and he can feel the disconnection to the pack. And so he just struts right up to Sam and he goes, no, I said no. And so then Sam hears it straight away. He's like, wait a minute. He can hear the fact that, I don't know, he, he's not the alpha over Jacob anymore or some crap. And he says, Jacob, what have you done? And he goes, Sam, I'm not going to follow you. Not for something so wrong. Something that he was going to do 60 minutes ago. But he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to break all of my bonds because I've realized that Carlisle's a good guy. Sam says, they aren't our enemies. They never have been. Until I really thought about destroying them, thought it through, I didn't see that. Okay, so he's using Bella's logic. Bella of the, I didn't know I wanted to be married until I got married. I didn't know I wanted kids till I got pregnant. Now Jacob's thinking, I didn't know I didn't want to kill them until I thought about killing them. Even though he's been thinking about killing them for like all year, all year, four books. And Sam's like, uh, bullfucking shit. I know you just don't want to kill Bella. This has always been about Bella. Well, hot take, Bella's not the one for you. She has never chosen you and yet you continue to destroy your life for her. And I'm thinking, yes, Sam, get that tough love. Sam is making some points. And of course, Jacob doesn't (laughs) register any of that. And he goes, I know what you've decided, Sam, but you don't decide for me, not anymore. And he's like, you can't turn your back on the tribe. And he's like, yes, I fucking can. And he thinks Ephraim Black's son was not born to follow Levi Uli's. It's like, okay, but you're not Ephraim Black's son. (laughs) You Billy Black's son. You're Ephraim Black's grandson, mate. <laughs> so, can't even get that right. Oh, that's funny. And so Sam's like, okay, well, fine, fine. Fuck off then. But even if you try and fight me, the pack's not going to follow you. And Jacob's like, well, I don't want the pack. You can keep the pack. I'm my own pack now, buddy boy. And Jacob says, I'm not going to order them to follow me. I'll never take anyone's will away from him. Okay, just ignoring Leah, the fact that Leah's a girl. He's like, I'll never take anyone's will away from him. And then his tail whipped back and forth. I guess that was like a, a good line. It's like, oh, that was a good line. I'm going to whip my tail because I'm pleased with that line. And Sam, okay, I thought Sam was like, all right, fuck off then. But no, he's still, he's still fighting Jacob on it. He says, there cannot be more than one alpha. The pack has chosen me. Will you rip us apart tonight? Will you turn on your brothers? And every word was a command, but Jacob's like, no, can't touch me can't touch me. He says, alpha blood ran undiluted in my veins. And okay, undiluted? I think it's diluted. Like if Ephraim Black is the alpha, where the alpha blood came from, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get into bloodlines and things, but like, are you incestuous? Is it an incestuous family that has kept that bloodline? Otherwise it would be diluted. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And Jacob's like, yeah, you can be the alpha, be the alpha for your pack. I'm doing my own thing. I got to go my own way. As Gabriella Montez said in High School Musical 2, I got to go my own way. And then Sam snaps back and he says, oh, do you belong to a coven now instead of a pack? Which is just, oh, a fantastic little joke. A great little barb. And Jacob's like, mate, I, I don't care. I don't care. I just know that this is wrong. Even though I was going to do it earlier today, this is wrong. He says, I will stand between you and the Cullens. I won't just watch while the pack kills innocent people. And he thinks of the vampires as he's saying that. It's like, you hate vampires. What is going on? 
He says, the pack is better than that. Lead them in the right direction, Sam. It's like, oh my God, I think Sam has a point. Honestly, he thinks Bella's gonna die anyway. He thinks the thing's a demon spawn. I don't get the difference. He's gonna kill Edward as soon as Bella dies. Yet he doesn't want the pack to help. Why, what? He don't make no lick of sense. And so then Jacob just runs off. He just runs off, turns his back on the pack and they're all howling. And then he hears the sound of one of them chasing after him. And he's like, oh no. And so he starts speeding forward, but it's Seth. And he can sense that it's not anger. Like the mood of the person running behind him is not anger. I I love how he's only sensing emotions now. Like he could read thoughts a second ago, but now he's like, I sense enthusiasm. You're not chasing me, but following me. And so then he slows down and then he can hear thoughts again all of a sudden. And Seth's saying, wait up, my legs aren't as long as yours. And he's like, Seth, what are you doing? Go home. And Seth's like, nah, Jacob, I've got your back. I think you're right. I'm not gonna go stand behind Sam when blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yes, you will go stand behind Sam. Get your furry butt back to La Push and do what Sam tells you to do. (laughs) Furry butt. (laughs) And he's like, no. And he goes, go Seth. And Seth goes, is that an order? So he's getting really stroppy, this little Seth. And he goes, no, I'm not ordering you to do anything. I'm just telling you what you already know. And so then they banter. Basically, Seth's left that pack and now he's got a new alpha and Jacob's resisting that. That might be the other thing that he never, ever expected, maybe. That might be thing number two. And then they realize they can't hear the rest of the pack and the pack haven't phased back. They just can't hear them because the separate packs aren't linked. And they're like, wow, who would have thought that separate werewolf packs wouldn't be linked? And it's like, what? why would they be? And Seth's like, yeah, probably because no other packs have ever split off from the pack before, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. And Jacob's like, Seth, I'm not your leader. You just happen to be able to hear my thoughts because you're in my pack, but, but you're not in my pack. There is no pack. I'm the pack. And Seth's like, cool, I'll just keep following you as you run to the Cullen's house then. And, and you know, we could just run side by side as an informal pack. And Jacob's like, okay, whatever. So then they're running towards the Cullen's' house. And they're trying to alert Edward that they're coming. So they're thinking, we come in peace. We come in peace. Edward, are you there? Edward, are you there? And then they're talking to each other about how they feel stupid because they're not sure that Edward can hear him. Oh, great. So much fun. So they get to the house and then Edward, Emmett and Jasper, they come out and they go, Jacob, Seth, what's going on? And so to answer Edward's question, Jacob just relays the conversation in his head so Edward can witness it all even though Jasper and Emmett have no fucking clue what's going on. And so (laughs) Edward says, oh, they want to kill Bella. And Emmett and Jasper are like, hey, what? Who wants to kill Bella? And they start growling thinking he's talking about Jacob and Seth. Oh, very comical. And then Edward's like, no, guys, guys, not them, the others. The pack is coming. And he says, M, Jazz, not them, Jazz. Have we ever heard Jazz as a nickname for Jasper before? Because I kind of love that. Kind of love that. Hey, Jazz. It's very fun. I mean, Jasper doesn't seem like much of a jazz. Like, can you name a less jazzy person? But no, yeah, I love it. Jazz. So Emmett starts to try and collect everyone because Carlisle and Esme ran off for some reason. So they're like far away. And Jacob's thinking, shit, like the pack is going to fight them like ASAP. So we need the vampires back here because we need them to fight my werewolf brethren who I'm now against. It's all, it's all a mess. What a messy chapter this is. So Seth starts running around the house. Emmett goes and grabs the phone to call Esme or something or other. And Edward's like, this isn't the first time I've owed you my gratitude, Jacob, which is different to saying thanks. You know, you could just say thanks. Like, oh, Jacob, thanks for this. Well, 
we're in quite the dilly of a pickle, but he's like, no, this, is the this isn't the first time that I've owed you my gratitude. Okay, say it less complicated because I don't think Jacob understands what you're saying. If you're being nice, Jacob's not getting it. And so then Jacob thinks like, how's Bella by the way, since I, I left half an hour ago. And Ed was like, not good. She's gotten worse actually. So I love how Ed was just being really honest. And so then Alice has been standing there like a shag on a rock. And she's like, can you guys fill me in please? I cannot hear you. You guys are telepathically communicating and I'm in the dark. And Alice is like, I don't know, I guess a huge freaking idiot all of a sudden. And she says, Jacob, can you unphase so I can hear what you're saying? And Edward's like, no, we can't unphase because he needs to keep that mind connection with Seth who's running patrols, idiot. And so Alice is like, okay, well then speak up. Translate please, Edward. So there's a little fight about that. <laughs> but then there's nothing to say really. They have, the pack haven't approached yet. So what are they worried about? Alice and Edward go back inside. Jacob starts running around the perimeter with Seth. They think something's approaching, but it's just Carlisle. You'd think they would have been able to smell him coming. Like you'd think they'd know he wasn't a werewolf, but like, okay. So Carlisle's like, oh, thanks for this guys. And then Jacob's thinking, oh, that Carlisle's a good guy. He's all of a sudden got a man crush over Carlisle. He's just popping a boner over Carlisle. He's never liked Carlisle before. Again, wanted to kill him just two chapters ago, but now he's like, oh, Carlisle, what a great guy. And so then Jacob's thinking about Bella. And Seth can hear all of his thoughts and he's like, oh my God, what? Like (laughs) Edward wanted you to pimp yourself out and you're going to kill Edward as soon as Bella dies? Like what, why are you going to kill Edward? And he starts howling, thinking about Edward dying because Seth loves Edward for some reason. And then they were like, oh my God, don't howl because (laughs) in the plan with Alice and Edward, they were going to howl if there was something wrong. (laughs) So now Seth's just howling about listening to Jacob's thoughts. And Jacob's like, shut the fuck up, mate. Stop howling. And he's like, oh, sorry about that. And so then Jacob's got to think false alarm, false alarm. So Edward can hear that it's a false alarm. It's a whole big thing. Like the the way they're talking, they're like, oh, I wish this communication could be two way because it's hard not knowing what Edward's thinking. It's like, get a fucking walkie talkie. Like, I understand you guys have so many different telepathic rules and connections, but like, just get a walkie talkie. And then they must talk to Edward again. And Edward's like, oh guys, it was a false alarm. Seth was howling about something else. And Emmett's like, what, what, what's going on here? Emmett says, nice to have toddlers guarding the fort. Emmett's all pissed off about the false alarm and rightly so. And so Jacob's just walking around the outside of the house. He can hear Bella's breathing and he can tell that it's bad. She sounds worse than before. And then he's doing a peeping Tom routine. So he's just looking in through the window, trying to get a peek. And he looks in and now the furniture's all dragged out of the way. And Bella's on like a hospital bed with an IV attached. So I love that Carlisle's just stolen a bed from the hospital. Bella's asleep. Edward and Rosalie are hovering over her. And at one point, Rosalie just like wipes Bella's forehead. And Edward like gets all stiff, like angry that Rosalie's touching Bella. And he must look super fucking angry at Rosalie. So then Emmett comes up and he's like, back off, Edward. We've got other things to worry about. So there's just all this tension in the room. And after Jacob had that little peek and he saw all of that happen and saw how shit she looked, he's like, oh, I'm not dealing with this right now either. I've got to worry about my pack coming to attack me. So he goes and runs off back into the forest with Seth and he thinks worse. Yes, she was worse. And that's the end of the chapter. Okay, so a bit of plot movement. Jacob has inexplicably changed sides. Just. Uh, Completely different characterizations from one chapter to the next. And that's what we love Stephanie Meyer for, don't we? All right. So um, let me know your thoughts and I'll check you guys next week for, I don't know, the baby. I don't know, the baby. I can't really remember what else is going to happen. I assume she's going to have the baby. 
Oh, and also just a little plug for the Patreon. Uh, the Fifty Shades Freed recaps have just about finished and we're looking at the movie and then we're going to be starting a brand new book. Very excited for this time of renewal happening over there. So you can go to patreon.com slash breaking down bad books to check out all of that content. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. 